Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode here on In the Mind of a Creator with your host Gloria Jean. In today's episode, we are joined by the passionate and persistent Roblox YouTuber Annie, widely known as Simply Bubbly. At 16 years old, Simply Bubbly has grown over 482,000 subscribers and posts weekly with exciting and creative content. Stay tuned as we talk about YouTube as well as the different aspects of being a content creator. Annie, thanks for joining us today. Before we get into it, tell us a bit about yourself and how your channel came to be. Thank you so much for having me. It's so sweet of you to say creative content. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here and share my YouTube journey. I've been doing YouTube since I was around seven or eight years old, and I was inspired by all the old YouTubers I used to watch, you know, late at night behind my parents' backs. <laughs> and I decided, hey, I want to be a YouTuber too. This seems cool. So mm -hmm. I got out my little old iPad and started making animation videos with my American Girl dolls. And at the time, my parents had no clue about it. <laughs> Slowly over time, I started letting my parents in on the little secret that I had a YouTube channel and they started supporting me. They got me a laptop in which I could actually edit my videos, which helped a lot because before I was very confused on how, the, how other YouTubers like had cool edited videos and I was over here with my cringy little kid videos. So. <laughs> and by the way, what video editing software did you use at the time? At first, I used Filmora, mm -hmm. and it was it was good. I, I liked it, but I didn't pay for a subscription, so I had a massive watermark all over my screen, which was slightly yeah. embarrassing. But Was it hard to get into editing? It was pretty tough at first because the world of editing is complicated to a little 12-year-old, mm. and I remember getting really, really mad. Like, why don't I understand this <laughs> at all? I'm grateful I stuck to it, though, because it got a lot easier once I got a hold of it. And then my editing style improved. And now I'm where I am today. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice when it comes to editing, for sure. Yeah, thankfully, I have an editor now, though, who edits all my videos for me. I pay them and they get the videos back in time, which is really nice. But I've learned a lot about the world of quote unquote business with trying to find the right editor because yeah. a lot of people will rip you off. <laughs> it's, it's quite a pain. That does sound difficult. Yeah, it seems like you have the video editing down. So I think we can both agree it's very hard to keep coming up with new ideas that grabs the attention of our audience. Because while this is for fun, as a YouTuber, you also have to think about what your audience is interested in, as mm -hmm. well as other analytics. Yes, YouTube is definitely a game and it can really get to your head if you let it. I've let it get mm. to my head so many times and it can really affect my mental health, which not a lot of YouTubers talk about. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot of people talk about the comparison on YouTube and mm. it's pretty painful and not a lot of people talk about it, talk about looking at their analytics and just kind of, you know, beating yourself up for it, which is not fun. Yeah, yeah that does seem like a big struggle. So how do you kind of deal with it and move forward and pass that? I try not to connect my self-worth with how much money I'm making or how many views I'm getting. Mm. And I try to focus on the quality of my content and whether or not the people watching my videos enjoy them or not. Because we can get really disconnected from the fact that we are making videos, making art and putting it into the world. And we can really just focus on the analytics part of it. And so when I actually think about my fans and the people's lives that I'm affecting, which means a lot to me, it really grounds me and puts my perspective on track. 
And then also, sometimes I just don't look at my analytics at all, which helps a lot because it's just out of your mind then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned your fans. How has knowing that you have a big audience affected your life and what changes have that made for you? It's completely changed my life course. And it's insane for me to think about the fact that there are so many young kids mostly watching my videos, getting ideas, looking up to me, which is super strange for me to say. And it's definitely given me a little bit of an ego. I'm not going to lie, which I'm going to have to work through. I'll get better at it. But there's also definitely been times where I've had to build thicker skin because of haters or Mm. people who really just love to dive deep and say the cruelest things. (laughs) Yeah, that must be really difficult to manage, you know, all the hate that you get. So how do you deal with that? I try to have my mindset fixed on they don't know who I am deep down and only I do. So when they're saying little mean comments in the comment section, I know that it's mostly based on their own perceptions of me, which are usually Mm. wrong. Hopefully, they're hopefully wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for sure. You know, nobody, nobody really knows you as much as you do. So I think it's a really good mindset to think about it like that. So I, as well as many others, have been wanting to know how you continue to come up with such captivating content ideas while also uploading them consistently. How do you do it? How do you keep the grind going? A lot of people I know have a super difficult time coming up with new ideas and it just flows freely with me. Mm. I will be walking down the road and something will just pop into my mind and then I always keep notes of them in my little notes app which helps me a lot. So I love to do brainstorming on video ideas. I love watching other YouTubers, which is a major part in it, and getting inspiration from their videos and adding on to it. YouTube is basically just a whole like copycat machine. Everyone's copying each other, but adding their own creative and personal touch to it. Mm -hmm. So that's mostly how I get my inspiration. My motivation comes from, well, first off the fans, obviously. And then also YouTube is my passion and it has completely changed my life. So I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah. And I know this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. So I know if I want to make this a lifetime career, then I need to keep going even through hard times and times where I don't feel like being consistent and I don't have the motivation. Aw, that's very wholesome for sure, for sure. Yeah, that goes hand in hand with discipline, you know. Sometimes we're just, we have no motivation, but Mm -hmm. it's important to just keep going. Because when you keep going, then I think more ideas flow. Do you feel that way? Like, when when you keep creating, you have more ideas popping into your brain all the time. Definitely. It's like this ebb and flow of like energy going into Mm -hmm. it. And I've also learned that if I'm not consistent then my channel will die. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh, Consistency is key. It's, it is. It really is. And I believe that anyone who puts in enough work and continues at it even through hard times will get there. Mm. I am a strong believer that eventually you can reach any goal you want. It doesn't have to be YouTube or subscribers. It can be anything. Not to make this some um, inspirational quote session, but... <laughs> no, that's really good. There's lots of lessons I've learned from YouTube and it's helped me a lot. Yeah. So are there any tips or lessons that you want to share to other people who want to start content creating on YouTube? I'm going to give some more analytical advice that'll help you with the YouTube algorithm, Mm -hmm. less than a mindset advice. 
First off, it helps a lot to have these key features in a video, some of them being make sure your videos are 10 minutes long because YouTube recommends longer videos usually. Uh, it's very known that your thumbnails have to be clickable and people have like the cliche clickbait, but it is important that your title and thumbnail are interesting to the viewer because people will not click on your video if it's not. Yeah. They're not going to waste their time on you. Sorry to say it. <laughs> it's like a good book, you know. I'm not going to buy a book is. with it a is. lame cover. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forget, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. It's true. <laughs> we all do it, okay? And a lot of YouTubers do this too, but jump on trends early enough so you can ride that trend out and get viewers through that because people will be searching up whatever is trendy and clicking on your video out of interest and learning about that trend, your perspective on that trend. And we all know trends help build anyone, whether that's on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Mm -hmm. Even even businesses and companies. Yeah, it honestly grows everything. It does. And it's helped me a lot whenever I make videos on updates or anything new and spectacular happening in my community. Mm -hmm. And people mainly click on those videos because they're exciting and they want to stay up to date with what is trending. Yeah. It's the whole like fear of missing out. People don't want to miss out. So they'll click on your video. One more small tip to anyone out there who is looking to become a YouTuber. I would suggest finding a niche within a niche to Ooh. make videos about. And if you don't understand what that means, I do Roblox videos for my YouTube channel, but I also play a game inside of Roblox called Bloxburg. And so that is a niche inside of a niche. And that means there's less competition for me to compete against. Not that I'm trying to compete against anyone, <laughs> but that's kind of the truth of YouTube. It is the truth. And so I have more of a monopoly, you could say, of viewers. And so people will more likely click on my video. And YouTube recommends people in niches more often. So if you find something you're really passionate about and you know you will want to make long-term content with, that will help you a lot because having a variety channel where you do cooking and then you do gaming and then you do, uh, I don't know, roller skating, people aren't going to be very interested in that because it's too all over the place. Mm, yeah. So that's for anyone out there who wants to become a YouTuber and is deciding what to do. Yeah, that's actually a really good tip. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, happy to help. What, what do you think the main reason is that when you have a bunch of videos of different topics on your channel that it doesn't do really good? The reason for this is because let's say you're subscribed to somebody's YouTube channel and you subscribe to them because you really love them making cakes. Mm -hmm. And then they also upload stuff about roller skating, about gaming, and you don't game at all. You don't even like video games, let's say. So... That's not going to help that YouTuber because you won't be clicking on that video of roller skating or gaming. And so therefore, the YouTube algorithm will go, hey, these people don't actually like this YouTuber they're subscribed to. We're going to recommend their videos less. Ooh, okay. And so when you have a niche where everyone is coming back to your channel because they enjoy that specific type of content, you will be boosted in the algorithm. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think of it like that because when you do post a lot of different videos, it can reach a bunch of different people, but they're not going to stick true. to it because That's it's true. not based on one niche that you have. That's really interesting. Yeah. 
And the YouTube algorithm is always forever changing. It used to be where you could post whatever you want and that was better for your channel, but not so much anymore. Mm. So it's good to keep up to date with how the YouTube algorithm is working so you have uh, good information on how to perform your channel. That's really helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to help any new YouTubers who are interested in starting a channel or growing their already existing channel because I know when I first started out, I really needed people like this who would walk me through step by step and wish me the best on my journey. <laughs> so I'm wishing anyone out there listening to this the best on whatever journey they're going on. Aw, uh, yeah, that's so sweet. Thank you so much for the advice and also sharing your journey. It's really helpful for the viewers or listeners, I should say. Yeah, anytime. Anyways, that's all for today's podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in and special thank you to Simply Bubbly for joining me and sharing some intriguing insight about being a content creator. I had a great time and I'm so grateful we got to cover your experience with YouTube and what goes into managing it. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next podcast episode of In the Mind of a Creator by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify so you never miss a new passionate perspective. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.